So we've been looking at uh, statements that we just assume to be true, but then when we look at them and we just inspect them a little closer, we realize there's problems with those statements. There's There's a whole bunch of statements out there. For instance, maybe you've heard this one. We only use 10% of our brains, right? We've all heard that, right? In reality, we use virtually every part of our brain, and most of our brain is active most of the time. Now, for some of you, you only... Okay, I won't have... I don't need to go any further. You already get it, right? No, but here, here's the, here's the real truth. If a part of your brain was slightly damaged, the effects would be profound, The truth is we need all of our brain working all of the time. So anybody who functions on 10% of your brain, good luck with that. Or maybe you've heard this one. Lightning never strikes the same place twice. We've all heard that, right? Uh, But lightning is a huge electrostatic discharge looking for some place to ground, to find the ground. And lightning doesn't think... Have I hit that place before? Because I know there's a rule in the universe that I can only hit it once. You, you, you get my point. Uh, the Empire State Building gets hit hundreds of times a year. Why? Because it's tall and it's there in the midst of storms. There's a number of spiritual statements that we throw around and we assume they're true. But are they true? We've been looking at them in this series. And... They certainly have a a portion of the truth. They sound like they're true. But then, again, as we look at them, we find that there's a lot of... It's almost like we have to put a boatload of disclaimers. We have to kind of say, well, sort of, but then there's this and this and this. And so that's kind of what we've been looking at. This weekend, we want to look at the the statement, God won't give you more than you can handle. God won't give you more. More than, have you had somebody say that to you? Uh, maybe somebody told you when you were going through a difficult or a tough time. And let me ask you a question. When somebody said that to you, when you, maybe you lost a parent or you were going through a really difficult time, and they said, you know what, God won't give you more than you can handle, how would that make you feel? You go, oh, well, thank you for sharing that. That makes me feel so much better. You know, most of the time, we don't know what to say when people are going through difficult times, so we think of something we think is wise to say to them. And what we're essentially saying at that point is, everything will be all right. But is that statement really helpful? Think about this. Would you use that statement if you were talking to a Jew who is on a train headed for the ovens of Auschwitz? God won't give you more than you can handle. Or how about a husband and a father who loses his wife and child in a car accident? Or how about the girl who, who's just lost, she's just had her innocence robbed from her? Or how about the person who's drowning in the waters of depression? Or how about the kids who just learned that their parent has terminal cancer? You know, when, you, when, you, when, you, when somebody says that to you, you go, well, that's not really helpful. Now, where did, this, where did, this, where did people get this statement from? Where, where did this come from? Because we've heard it. And people throw it around a lot. Where do, where do they get it? Most likely, it comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 10. So it's on, if you, ha, if you want to use a chair Bible, on page 876, I want to read you that portion where I believe this passage 
is the source of that uh, statement, God won't give you more than you can handle. So, uh, 1 Corinthians, and uh, let me give you that reference again. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 12, on page 876. Notice what uh, Paul says to the church at Corinth. If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience. And God, this is the phrase here. And God is faithful. He will not allow you the, tempt, the temptation to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, He will show you a way out so that you can endure. So essentially that's probably where this statement comes from. Now what Paul is essentially saying here is not what we tend to think when we hear that statement. What Paul is saying here is that God will not allow us to be tempted by something we can't resist with His help. That's what he's saying. So he's saying, if you're being tempted, you can, with God's assistance, find a way out without sinning. That's essentially what he's saying here. He'll provide a way of escape. Now here's the problem with using this phrase in the area of trials. Temptations and trials are generally different things. Uh, that doesn't mean that you're, if you're going through a trial, you won't have temptations, but essentially they're, they're two different things. It's one thing to be tempted, it's another thing to go through a difficult trial. Now, some of you in this audience today are in the midst of a trial. You're, maybe you're in the midst of a severe trial. Uh, now, it may be that as you go through a severe trial, you have temptations in the midst of that. Maybe a temptation to get bitter. Maybe a temptation to get, uh, you know, there, there could be a whole slew of temptation. But that's different than the trial you're going through. That's a little different. Paul here, though, is not speaking of trials. He's referring to temptations. And they're different things. In fact, Paul wrote a letter and it was a later letter in 2 Corinthians, and he talks about trials. And he really does have a statement about trials, but it's very different than the statement that we hear that God won't give you more than you can handle. All right? So turn there for a moment, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 8, and this is on page 882. 882, 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And the reason that I give you those references and the reason that I want you to look it up is because I want you to see it for yourself. I don't want you, and and hopefully as you read it, you'll say, yes, I see that there. That makes sense. Because I want you to understand that the Bible is a very practical book that we can take it today and it can speak to our concerns and our needs and our, uh, and God has given it to us so that to help us to understand who God is and how we're to respond to what we, when we go through difficult times. Here's what Paul says. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse eight. We, we think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed, notice, beyond our ability to endure. And we thought we would never live through it. Paul is basically saying, this was difficult. This was beyond. And in fact, he goes on, we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. We expected to die. Now, Paul, it doesn't seem like Paul's saying, God won't give me more than I can handle. It sounds like Paul's saying, God gave me more than I can handle. God gave me more than I can handle. 
Paul sincerely thought he was a dead man. And there's many times in scriptures where people are at the end of their ropes and they cry out to God and they say, I'm dead. I don't know what I'm going to do. Maybe you're one of them. Notice a, a number of, as you read through the Psalms, you read through the Psalms and many of the psalmists are crying out to God. And they're saying, God, God, I don't know if I could take it anymore. This, I've come to the end of my rope. I don't know what to do. You, it's too much. Notice what he says. Psalm 38, 8 says this. I am exhausted and completely crushed. My groans come from an anguished heart. Have you been there? Have you been at that place where you're just crushed and your heart is in anguish? The last thing you probably need at that point is somebody to come along and say, God doesn't give you more than you can handle. Or another example, the psalmist cries out to God and, and ultimately uh, Psalm 22, and I don't have the page for that, but it says this in Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Where, uh, why are you so far away when I groan for help? Every day I call out to you, my God, but you do not answer. Every night you hear my voice, but I find no relief. Now, we know that uh, Jesus would quote these words when he was in the garden, or actually on the cross. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Uh, here's, here's the principle that we need to draw from this. Life will bring us times when we can't make it on our own. That, that's just life. I'm sorry. That's, and, and you know that. You know that you have friends, you have neighbors, you have families, uh, members, and you know you've gone through, you've seen them go through times where it's too much. It's too much to humanly handle. Even Jesus was given more than he could take. The night before he was executed, he cried out in the garden, My soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Matthew 26:38. And what Jesus is saying is, this is too much. I can't bear this. I can't bear this anymore. He's saying, I don't know if I can take any more. This is too much for me. So we have to come to a place where we realize that sometimes life is going to be too much, too hard, too difficult. And, and when we accept that life will give us more than we can handle, when we look to Jesus for help, God will meet us in our pain. God will meet us in our trials. God will help us. See, we have to come to that place where we say, Uncle, <laughs> I can't take it anymore. It's too much for me. The psalmist says this, Give your burdens to the Lord and He will take care of you. He will not permit the godly to slip or fall. What's the problem with this phrase? What's the problem with the phrase, God won't give you more than you can handle? The biggest problem is that it, it puts it all on you. It basically says you can handle it. The main problem with the phrase is it takes us away from God. We are left to ourselves, somehow trying to cope. Instead, the Scriptures call us to go to God, to look to God, to rely upon God, to cast our care upon Him. In Matthew chapter 11, 
turn there for a moment to page 742 because it may be that you're in the middle of a trial right now. You're in the middle of a difficult time. You say, what do I do? I'm at the end of my rope. I don't know if I can go on anymore. I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm all done. I'm spent. I'm, I'm at, I just don't know what to do. And this is what Jesus says. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, page 742. This is what Jesus wants you to do. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. You see, the, the burden that we bear, many times we think it's a health, physical bear, burden, and it is. But oftentimes, the biggest burden we have is an emotional, spiritual burden that we carry. And what Jesus says is that when you come to me, I will take that burden off of you. I will give you hope. I will give you comfort. I will give you my presence. I will give you grace and mercy. Jesus bids us to come to him. In our times of need, we're not to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We're not to grin while we endure more. We're not to call out, we're to call out to Him, to lean on Him, to, to allow Him to carry us if need be. You know, I made reference to the Psalm 23, where it says, Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for your rod and your staff, what do they do? They comfort me. I go through those difficult times. See, the problem with the phrase is it basically says, you can do it. You can do it. And Scripture says, no, you can't. No, you can't. You need help. You need help. Call on God. Call on God. And when you call on God, He'll be there. See, the statement takes us away from God, rather to God. That's the biggest weakness of the statement. Let's go back to that 2 Corinthians passage because I didn't read the last part of that passage, uh, 2 Corinthians, where Paul says this. He says, we were, this is 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 1, verse 9. He says, We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die. But then what does he say? This is so key. But as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves. And learn to rely only on God who raises the dead. And he says two things that are so important. He said we stopped leaning on ourselves and we began to lean lean only on God. Right? That's so important. If you're at the end of your rope, if you're struggling, you say, I don't know if I can make it. I can't take much more. You really can't. And that's where you need to lean on God. That's where you need to call on Jesus. And, and lean only on Jesus. Stop taking it all on yourself. And then the second thing he says this. He says, rely only on God who what? Raises the dead. In other words, what he's saying is there's resurrected, resurrection power available for you if you'll call upon God. See, the problem, the reason why, I think why we're, we're, we struggle so much during those difficult times is we try to do it ourselves. We don't ask for help from others, but we don't ask for help from God. We see it as a sign of weakness. It's not a sign of weakness. It's really a sign of strength. See, when we reach our limits, when our hearts are ready to break, when we think we, can, we can't hang on any longer, 
when we are lonely, broken, and empty, in that moment, in that moment, we must turn to God and find our strength in Him. That's what the Bible teaches. We need to find His hope, His help, His love, His grace, His mercy. And, and, and that's really what we need to do. We, and the, so the statement that, that says God won't give you more than you can handle is false because God will give you. He will allow you to get, take, get, you'll get more than you can handle. But what do you do when you get to that place? The answer is you go to Him. And you say, I can't handle this. This is too much. I need you. I need your help. I need your grace. I need your mercy. I need your presence. I need you. And what God's Jesus says, if you come to me, I will take your burden. See, when we come to him, Paul basically says we'll find resurrection power. And, and we all need that at those times. We need his resurrection power because without his power, we're dead. Right? So until we get to that point of need and despair, we'll rely on ourselves. We'll think, well, I can handle this. No, you can't. No, you can't. You see, another part of our American culture, pop culture, and it, there's a part of it that's good, but then there's a part of it that's anti-God and anti-Christian. And that is... You don't need anyone. You can do it on your own. You can be, you can, whatever the problem, you can figure it out. Ingenuity, you know, putting yourself to it, pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps, you can get it done. And you know what the Bible says? The Bible says there's a God who knows you have limitations, whether you know it or not. And by the way, you're, the people around you who love you know your limitations too. <laughs> they, they know them very well. It's just, it, it, it it's, it's okay to say, you know what, this is too much for me to handle. Have you ever done that? Have you ever been in the middle of, you know, you're, you're just over your head, and all of a sudden you realize you don't have to do it yourself, that you can get help, that you can ask for help, that you can... And then all of a sudden you go, oh, why didn't I do this sooner? What, what was I trying to prove? What did I really accomplish here? See, until we get to that point of need and despair, we'll rely on ourselves thinking we can handle it. And no, we can't. The psalmist says this in Psalm 34:18, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Are you crushed in spirit tonight? Do you know somebody who is? Don't go over to them and say, Well, you know, God won't give you more than you can handle. Because that's like the worst thing you could say to them. See, the idea I'm trying to get across, and hopefully you're getting it and you're hearing it, is you don't have to be strong enough. Christ, by His grace, will carry you. And you're not strong enough. And so maybe it's coming to a place of realizing I'm not strong enough and I'm not able to make it. And God, is, I have more than I can handle. And, and life is tough. You know, the, by the way, if you're struggling with this whole concept because you want to do it yourself and you want to be independent, you don't want to rely on other people, um, I want to tell you a quick story. This was a number of years ago, and this older lady just passed in the last month. And she was just a sweet lady at Hope Church. And uh, this was back when we were in the other building. And I don't know what we were doing, but we had flowers and we got them 
And we didn't have a Saturday service. We just had Sunday service. And we had gotten flowers for someone. I don't know if it was for the mothers or for somebody. We were going to recognize them at the Sunday service. We got to the church Sunday morning, Carol and I did, and we looked in the refrigerator. The flowers, it was really, I guess, too cold or something. They were all, like, frozen and dead. So it's like, oh, what are we going to do? And we were, we were both pretty tied up. I mean, we didn't, have, we didn't know what to do. So um, this lady came in, and um, well, I'll tell you who it was, Dorothy Cakey. And uh, she came in, and we were kind of just kind of going, <laughs> flowers are laying there on the counter. We're going, they're all dead, and we don't know what to do. We don't think it's a good idea to give dead flowers to people. And as a source of encouragement, here, here's a dead flower, mom, or whoever it was. So we just said, ah, what, what, what are we going to do? And we were thinking, well, could we? And, and, and finally, you know, Dorothy just said, well, I'll just go get new flowers. Can I, I just go get new flowers? And I was like, really? You'd do that? And she says, sure. I, I, I'm not tied up. I can run down. I'll get new flowers and I'll have them back here and we'll just. And I said, okay. So I, I said to her, I said, Dorothy, keep, keep the receipt because we want to re, reimburse you. And she said something to me and I, I still remember it like it was yesterday. She said, when the manna falls, just pick it up. Now, if you don't know what manna was, manna was what the, the nation of Israel consisted on when they were in the wilderness wandering for 40 years. They just had food that showed up on the ground. It was We don't know what it was. It was something, and they would go out and gather it, and they would eat it. And then every day they would have new manna. And what we, she was saying was, when the manna falls, just pick it up. And what she was saying was this. When somebody wants to help, let them. Why? Number one, because they may be being used of God to help you. Number two, when you allow them to minister to you, or you don't allow them, you're stealing their blessing. They want to bless you. Okay? So, here's the point. When you get overwhelmed... When it's too much for you, do you have somebody in your life, and, and maybe they've reached in to help, and you, you said, no, I don't need your help. And I would just say, when the manna falls, pick it up. But more than that, sometimes when we use a statement like this, what we're doing is we're boxing God out. We say, God, I don't really need you. I got it. And God's going, no, you don't. You don't got it. So Paul had this issue. We don't know what it was. He, it seems like it was a real severe problem because he goes to God three times. He says, God, I can't take it anymore. I'm just at my wit's end. I, I, I don't know if I can handle it anymore. And uh, so many scholars believe he had some chronic physical issue. He prayed to God three times. He pleaded with God to set him free. And three times God said no. But in the midst of... Paul's pain in the midst of his suffering, God showed up and he promised his grace, his power, and his presence. And that was enough for Paul. He didn't fix the problem. He said, in the midst of your trial, I'll be there. Look for me because I'll be right there with you. And this is what he says in 2 Corinthians 12. 
He said to me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. My power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. Paul basically said, I curse this thing. And I asked God to release me, and God said, "No, because when you're when you when, because you have this, you will look to me, and when you look to me, my power will flow through you, and you will do ten to a million times more than you will ever do on your own. You will rely on me. You'll need me." So Paul said, "I no longer curse it. I see it as my source of strength." Now, there's an enemy out there, and the enemy would like you to run away from God, complain, become bitter towards God. But the Scriptures instruct us to cry out to Him. In other words, the Scriptures say you don't need to bear the burden alone. There's only one person that ever bore the burden alone. That was Jesus. When He cried out from the cross, My God, My God, why have you forsaken me? He did that. So we would never have to bear our burdens alone. He bore our burdens alone. But he says, you don't have to bear your burdens alone. I will be with you. So we not only have somebody who's bore the burden, the greatest burden that we have, sin and death. But now he says, not only will I have I bore the burden, the greatest burden that you ever have, I will be with you in the midst of your burdens. So when you're in your deep, dark place and you're struggling and you say, I can't take it anymore, look up, look to God because He is there with you. We have someone who can help us and understands what we're going through. So the question is, will you give God... Will God give you more than you can handle? Yeah, you bet He will. But He will be right there with you to handle it. That's the problem I have with that statement. God, God will never give you more than you handle. Yeah, He will. But He'll do it so that you will say, God, I need you. And when we look for Him, we will find Him. Amen? All right. Would you stand with me? Let's pray. So, Father, this is really easy to talk about. But it's hard when we're in the middle of a trial, when life's not going well, when we're struggling, when we come to our end, when our hearts are broken, we don't know where to turn, we don't know what to do, Thank you. We can come to you and you hear us. You know our hearts. You know our struggles. Jesus, you've been there. You've done that. You know what it's like to be alone and rejected and physically beaten, dying, alone. You know all of that. Father, in our darkness, in the valley of the shadow of death, May we look for You. May we find You in our pain, in our darkness, in our sadness, in our struggles, in our trials. May we find You. And thank You for Your Word that tells us that we can cast our care upon You.
because you truly do care for us. Yes, Father, you will give us more than we can handle. But thank you, you will join us so that we can more than handle it. We can conquer. We can live beyond beyond our trial. Thank you for meeting us in our pain and understanding our pain. Help us to trust you and to look for you in those dark times. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.